Hello, and it's a throwback Thursday with Britain's greatest Olympic swimmer in 100 years, Rebecca Adlington. Well, thanks for being here today as we count down towards the Olympics and Paralympics. Mark Shardler here with Destination Tokyo. I read yesterday that the supplies that have been sent from Britain to Japan have arrived. 45,000 tea bags, more than 7,000 bags of crisps and nearly 8,000 porridge pots, reports The Guardian. And also more than 50 Brompton fold-up bikes to help the athletes get around the Olympic Village and keep their legs fresh. And then games packs consisting of Connect 4, Jenga, Double, not heard of Double, and playing cards, old school. Well, someone who's been there and done it is Becky Adlington, and I produced a podcast with her at the weekend. It's for the Her Spirit podcast, which is presented by Louise Minchin off Breakfast TV, and Annie Emerson, former international triathlete and now commentator and presenter. It's a great wellness podcast. It covers mental health and activity. It's called Her Spirit, and it's definitely worth a listen. And they've got a great back catalogue of guests, both from the sporty and entertainment world. And at the moment, they've also got 25% off Zog Swimwear. If you fancy that, check them out. That's Her Spirit. So to Becky Adlington. Two gold medals at the Beijing Olympics, two bronze in London, and then retirement at 23. She's just become a mum again to baby Albie, and like many people, back in the pool this week after lockdown. She spoke to the Her Spirit podcast about the London Games and the pressure of being at a home Games as a double Olympic champion. Yeah, it kind of felt that way. It wasn't. I think we all put more pressure on ourselves than we do anyone else putting that pressure on. But I think it's just one of those that home Olympics is always going to have kind of that little bit more intensity, isn't it? That kind of everyone's watching you. Um, And I think as well, sometimes with swimming, people see all Olympic sports as kind of all the same. And I think not many people know the ins and outs of swimming. Like if somebody said to me, what time do you go for 800 free? And I said 8.14, people don't know what that means. It's kind of, it's really hard. So people kind of don't understand it. And the thing is, people coming up to me in the street before going, he's going to win us two gold medals again. They don't know that I'm not. And I can't turn around and go, no, I'm not, because then it seems like I'm going to be really negative, which is not true. But it's just one of those that you end up going, yeah, okay. And I took that on board as pressure, even though it wasn't. It was just them wishing me good luck. But at the same time, I kind of knew it was very unrealistic going into London that I was going to get two gold medals again. So it was one of those for me, especially for the 400, to be on the podium was just unbelievable. I never expected that. I only just scraped into the final in last place. So the fact that I even made that final and then got got on the podium was just absolutely incredible. But um, yeah, it's one of those that any Olympics, you put so much pressure on yourself because you want to do well. You know what it's like. You just, we're perfectionists, aren't we? We always strive to, to get better and to swim faster or to kind of better our performances. So it was always going to be that way. But at the same time, what an experience that was. I think it's testimony to an Olympic Games when people still talk about it. I mean, it was nine years ago and people still talk about London and other athletes from other countries still talk about London. I think that's a sign of a good Olympics to me. (laughs) Well, after London, Becky did surprise a lot of people. I was there in a hotel conference room in London in early February 2013 when she announced her retirement at just 23? Um, I think the thing is, girls tend to retire um, 
younger than the guys um just because of when we peak um you'll often see i mean how many 15 16 year old gold medalists or medalists have we had in the swimming pool olympics because it is just a younger sport especially for the girls um because we mature quicker we grow quicker everything else um and especially for distance swimmers as well distance swimmers do tend to be a little bit younger um and i could have had that option to move down events um and do some more of the sprinty sprinter like say 200 instead um but nothing was ever gonna get better than a home olympics and i've i think there's two types of athletes you get the type of athletes that just never want to stop and will go and go and go and go and go and they'll do anything to kind of just keep making teams or you get the ones that do want to finish on a high and i've always been that person that wants to finish on a high um that has just always been me even from the start of my career i've always said i want to go out on a high and a good note um and i I also kind of I was setting up my own learn to swim program I think the thing is you know it's time to stop when I wanted to go and do that more than I did get up and train um and I think if, if your heart's not in it it's just the right time and it was definitely the right time for me and to kind of make the difference and I found setting up my learn to swim program just so much more rewarding I think swimming and any sport is so selfish you are you have to be selfish and it's so then nice and it was just so amazing to do something so unselfish and so selfless and to just give back and just find it so rewarding um seeing these kids learn to swim and for me that was just kind of the ice on top of the cake I was like okay it's time to stop now this is what I want to do one of the things that really surprised me in the podcast was when Becky talked about her nerves and how she felt not just the moments before a race but in the days, even weeks beforehand. And to be fair, I was a very, very nervous racer. I was exactly the same. I used to feel sick. I used to feel like I was going to cry. And just, I hated the, the the racing. For me, if I could train all day long, happy with that. I, I hated the racing. The nerves and just the whole build up to it. I used to feel sick about three weeks before I'd even race. I'd be like, what is this? Like, not even the... Oh, not even the day before. I used to be such a nervous racer. Um, and I think it was that whole build-up that I hated, which is probably, to be honest, why I haven't gone into... People always say to me, are you going to do Masters? Or are you going to do other sports? Or try triathlons? Or do everything? I'm like, no, I don't want to compete because I hate the nerves. I don't ever want to be that nervous ever again in my whole entire life because I hated it. Um, but yeah, my starts were rubbish. So that's probably why I suited to distance as well because I was awful. No, it isn't nice. And I was, to be fair, I was one of those people like I never wore headphones. I never kind of waved at the crowd I, just because I was so nervous. I kind of just had to just focus on my lane. And that's all I used to do was kind of like only look at my lane. Nothing else. I'm not looking at my competitors, the stands, nobody. Just me and my lane and just try to just feel like it was just like going for another swim my sports psychologist always used to say beck you're putting your hat and goggles on and doing what you do every single day you're not saving lives and i was like you're right <laughs> to be fair as soon as i dived in the pool i wasn't nervous and i was absolutely fine um and the thing is you have to keep an eye on your competitors of course you do just kind of like know where you're at um but at the same time it kind of didn't really affect my race plan i knew that i had to stick to my own race plan everyone races differently so i feel like if i got caught up with other people's um that would throw my race plan off and then it just used to go to part so I always used to just try and stick to my own but of course you pay attention to where they are and with doing front crawl that helps as well it's not like breaststroke where you have to have a cheeky look or whatever because you 
you can just see everyone, so I think that just helps, doesn't it? And that's Becky Adlington talking to the Her Spirit podcast. Check out Her Spirit and you'll find that 45 minutes of Becky and lots of other great episodes too. That's just about it from me today. A reminder once again that if you're enjoying the podcast and if you don't mind giving me a tip of a couple of pounds or so, all the money is going to go to charity. I'm using the podcast to raise money for Maggie's Cancer Centres. You can find details in the show notes or just search justgiving.com and look out for Destination Tokyo. A couple of pounds would be fantastic. So until tomorrow, thanks again for listening and see you later. Bye bye.